as you take on a larger client, as an agency, you are taking on a much larger risk. And right. so, you know, quite frankly, oftentimes that margin needs to be comparable to the risk that you take and the profits that you need to set aside to take care of your team if that client were to ever go away. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How to Scale an Agency. We're going to be focusing on all the ways in which your business can grow and scale online as a digital marketing agency. The digital marketing agency space has never been easier to get into. And on this podcast, we're going to help uncover all the tricks and tools of the trade that digital marketing agency owners are doing today to help them achieve the scale necessary to be wealthy, prosperous, and do good in the world. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, everybody. I'm on with Jake Bohal. He is one of the co-founders of Hive Digital. Thank you so much, Jake, for being on the show. Hey, thanks, Lucas. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, great getting a chance to meet you, especially because it's very comparable type agency to the one that I started, focusing predominantly a lot on SEO. We were having a great conversation before we started rolling here about how your agency scaled, all the many things you had to do to get to this point. And you mentioned that you guys have had years where you were able to get to $10 million in revenue, but you guys are between seven and eight figures right now, correct? We're growing. So we, you know, every time you have an agency, you know, there are years that you expand, years you contract. Um, fortunately, the last like three to five years have been really fantastic for us. So yeah. we haven't quite hit that 10 mil number yet, but we hope to within the next year or two at least. Well, definitely rooting for you. You were mentioning to me a little bit about the past updates to Google search, the uh, Penguin update being one in particular. You guys have been around for a bit, right? It's been 13 years, I want to say, from your LinkedIn. I've been with Hive Digital since like 2008, I think was my official like hire date. I was a customer oh, for wow, a okay. year or two before then. The agency was actually started in 2002. So okay. our agency is almost 20 years old at this point. Wow, that's awesome. So yeah, you really were one of the OGs. Um, and you said it's been steady growth predominantly for the last, how many years would you say? like? That happy, steady growth you were talking about. Last, yeah, last five or six years have been fantastic. That's awesome. Well, I guess let me give you the mic and I'll let you share a little bit about what Hive Digital does. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, so Hive Digital, we're a full service digital marketing agency. We focus mostly on analytics, paid search, and SEO. You know, the, the general premise is we want to be able to measure what we're, the impacts that we're having and trying to have. We leverage paid search for quick um, ROI, quick return on data. And then SEO obviously is more of the longer term strategy. So we have a constant effort of measure, optimize, and we just keep that cycle going. One of the things that sets us apart from other agencies is our desire to focus specifically on companies that we feel are impact organizations. So businesses we feel are changing the world uh, to be a better place, which is a really fancy way of saying like something I can go home and brag to like my toddlers about and like feel comfortable. Like, that you know, they're gonna be excited and that you know, they think that is a hero. Right, so when did you start adopting that mission? Was that been the mission since day one or did you kind of lean into that over time? <laughs> no, that was, that was not, you know, day one, the mission is, you know, earn money. Um, yeah. <laughs> pay, pay, the, pay the bills, don't close the doors. In 2015, 2016, you know, we sort of had like one of those crucible moments. As a company, we, we changed leadership, we rebranded. Uh, as Hive Digital, uh, at the time we were Angular. So like OG company, we were we were Verante. 
funny story, you know, the, the business, we had a serious reduction in leads because uh, Moz, we were the fifth company that Moz ever recommended as an agency. Moz decided to alphabetize their list in like 2010 <laughs> or 12, something somewhere along there. So um, we became Angular. So we took the old yellow, yellow pages model of, of optimization for search. So we popped right back to the top of the list over at Moz. And then in, in Angular JS was breaking out. So we had, we had kind of a two for going there. And then in 2015, uh, you know, we sort of came to the conclusion that the executive leadership, you know, we were struggling with some, some concepts in terms of like some of the clients that we were representing, the CEO at the time, we had some, some challenges there. So we transitioned to Hive Digital. So we wanted to be a company with a purpose. Quite frankly, at the time, I was debating whether I wanted to just leave the agency as a whole and like go work for an NGO and education. All sort of brainstormed. We were like, that's dumb. You know, we all love what we do. We just don't like right. the clients that we have. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna stay the course and we're just gonna shift focus to like now we've got like a process where we like interview internally on what clients, you know, when we have like a lead pool, like the leads, the sales team comes in and says, like, hey, we've got company A and company B, you know, that we're we're wanting to send proposals to. What do you think? And everybody kind of gets to vote on whether or not we even want to work with that company. So we've got like our competitive things that we, you know, like we don't want to compete with two companies in the same industry, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we sort of have like our, our moral ethical compass that, you know, we apply as, you know, is this Marie Kondo, I think, is this client going to bring me joy? And if so, let's do it. Do you mind me asking how much you guys charge on a regular basis? And if not a specific number, can you give me a range? Yeah. So, I mean, our average client is between that, like five and $15,000 a month uh, retainer level. Our hourly rates are about 250 bucks an hour. Kind of depends. Like, you know, we'll make exceptions for companies that are having a larger impact in the world. Like, like we work with like human rights foundation and like, obviously like their bills much more yeah. friendly than, you know, somebody that is you know, more focused in, in profit, you know, <laughs> building profits and share prices. Yeah. And if, with that $15,000 high end, is that the highest you guys have gone? Or do you guys have some clients that are way bigger? No, we, we, we have six figure a month clients as well. That we wow. With. So you guys really have moved, moved heavily up market. It's funny enough. We always had a very large, like as an agency, we've always had like a very large client. In fact, one of our biggest pain points and scaling the company was adjusting for that. And, you know, how much reliance we have on that top end client base that we had. Our objective now is that no one client is more than like 20 to 30% of our revenue. These are big, these are big clients that you, you have with the monthly expenditure. Yeah, some of them, you know, I mean, there's, we do a lot. Uh, like, for example, with one of these really large clients in particular, we help them run their, their digital department. So, and this isn't, this doesn't include like their ad spend, like that's all separate. You know, that's just their agency fees, you know, and we're looking specifically at, you know, we manage their dev team uh, for sprints around SEO. We coordinate with their like affiliate marketing team and like, just like how we leverage that for, for SEO efforts. We run, you know, their content, content strategy, and not just like, oh, here's some articles that you should write, but I mean, we literally manage their like resource center. Like we have autonomy on like a very large section of their site. Mm -hmm. We drive like video content creation, podcast creation, articles, um, white paper, like you name it. So like, I mean, we're putting in 
three, 400 hours a month. Like for example, this one particular client. And would you say that when you go up that high in terms of their monthly rate, how do your margins change? Have you been able to maintain pretty good margins or do you guys typically do like a rate reduction as they go higher? Is it something like you pay a hundred thousand dollars versus $50,000 and we'll <laughs> knock off 10% or what, how do you guys get people to pay that? I, th I think the best way to describe it is like, we typically have like an hourly rate that we shoot for internally. Like we have that like 200 to 215 hour range that you know we went ahead for our, our senior level SEO consultants. We're on the low side, we're looking at like 100, 150 an hour for like more of our entry level consultants in terms of like a billable rate. As our clients have scaled in their budgets, generally like our margins scale with it. Um, right. one, of the, one of the things that we learned a long time ago was that just because somebody asks more of you doesn't mean that they should pay you any less. You know, in, in fact, it works quite the opposite because as you take on a larger client, as an agency, you are taking on a much larger risk. And right. so, you know, quite frankly, oftentimes that margin needs to be comparable to the risk that you take and the profits that you need to set aside to take care of your team if that client were to ever go away. Right. And and how does, uh, help, help us out here, because I think a lot of the agency owners listening to this podcast, they, they, they struggle with margins mainly because like some actually make good margins, but I think where people most struggle with is understanding what comprises your gross profit and your net profit. I'm just curious because you're a healthy scaled agency that takes on massive clients. How do you look at that? I mean, is it, do you guys target like a gross profit percentage of 30% per month and then a net profit percentage of 15% per month per client or like, how do you break that down? And what should agencies shoot for as well? I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, our, our goal, you know, our target gross is going to be 50%. The majority of our cost is labor. Like everybody is work from home. We have some office, some, you know, some overhead for equipment and so forth. But generally we want to shoot that every person in our agency is earning twice their salary because that gives us the opportunity to flex, to save and that sort of stuff. You know, so for us, like we're, we're targeting a gross of 50%. That's not always going to be the case. I mean, once you have a client that pays you, you know, a hundred grand a month, you, you know, like you're in this, you know, for us, like our retainer that, that we set up is generally like a lot more flexible. So one month we might do 400 hours, one month we might do 300, one month we might do 500. And so like, you know, we, we tend to look at it like over the life of the contract or over the life of the account. And so like, we want to hit 50%, we shoot for that. We generally don't make it. We're generally more like, you know, that 30 to 40 uh, is where we're gonna, gonna actually end up. And then, you know, obviously the net margin, what we're hoping for is like you said, like that 15, around that 15% mark. We do still need to go out and market our agency and, and you know, do our own R&D, which, <laughs> And, and I, I will say, that I think that's one of the, you had mentioned Penguin uh, earlier. One of the joys of link building when we, when that was a core staple of our business was that it provided significant funding for R and D. It's something that you're selling, right? It's like a commodity. Yeah. So, you know, like your, your ability to scale that is much easier at times than service level consulting where, you know, yeah. I only have so many hours that I can put, you know, that I can put out. And so like to scale, right. the time, you have to hire against it when it's in consulting. And so like part of that, you know, need to hit that gross on 50 is because we know that we're actually only going to work, you know, target only going to work like 80% like of our utilization 
for an employee. So like, you know, we want to try to keep 20% open for things like time off, sickness, you know, like scaling for, you know, flexing in, you know, one-off projects and that type of thing. Um, you know, but ultimately we have to have the funding to set aside for that extra 20% of our time that we don't get billed at all. So one thing I'm really curious about too, just because it's so interesting that you guys are able to get these these retainers as high is how long does it usually take you to get a client from $10,000 a month to $100,000 a month? Or are these clients you literally just brought on and you've said, okay, it's $100,000 a month? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. I wish I could just land a, a you know a six-figure a month contract. No. Yeah. You know, and if anybody has that, you know, you mentioned that there's anything I need to, if anybody has six figures a month, they want to just hire out of the gate, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> everybody else agrees. Now, yeah. actually, every client that we've ever gotten to six figures a month has like started out at like that 5K mark. Yeah, every client that we've ever had that has grown that significantly, we started out with either doing like uh, an audit or, you know, like, like some sort of like initial dating period where the retainer was you know, that five to 15 mark. And then we just saw success. And after like a year or two of doubling somebody's company, they start to give you like, what do you need? Yeah. You know, if you can double me with this budget, you know, what would you do if I doubled your budget? And the other part of that is that, you know, oftentimes as an agency, you need to also remember that as a company grows, like their demands on you are going to be more complex. Um, there's going to be more work for you. And so we, we made a mistake a long time ago. Like we would get a client for like five grand a month and then like that was their number forever. Or we would like mm -hmm. sign them on at, you know, 150 bucks an hour, you know, three years later, we're now like, as much as we love working with them, it actually costs us more money to work on their account than it does for the new ones coming in at 200, $250 an hour. Yeah. You know, we try to just be very real with our customers and, you know, when their growth doubles, then we ask them like, Hey, will you double our retainer? You know, because mm -hmm. like we just doubled your revenue as a percentage of your revenue and in your investment in SEO, like, right. we feel like, you know, that, that should come back to us and you should trust us that, you know, we're going to work with that budget. To so it's a, it, is it mainly a utility based upsell on hours or based on performance where you say we can't work more hours unless you pay us more, or is it, we did this much, we give you this many results let's up the budget. How, how do you typically approach yeah, it? Yeah, mo most of the time it's utility. And so, you know, what ends up happening is that as you find success for your clients and you get more ingrained in their process, like they rely on you more heavily and then you need more, right? So like mm -hmm. um, we had uh, one, one client recently, if done a great job with them in the US markets and things have grown, things have grown. And then we're like, okay, we want to set up a system for translations. We want to pursue like the APAC markets and the NIA markets. You know, we need, if you double our budget, then we'll take 50% and apply an APAC, 50% apply an EMEA, and let's see what happens. And then obviously like off, off we go. And like, we need more hours for that because we're going to have to work with, with more consultants, um, right. localization experts and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it is, it is almost always an increase based off of the time that we put in. We've done performance-based engagements in the past and you know, it, it's hit or miss, you know, we also like, and it's generally we do everything as much as we can hourly, just because we've seen too many times where, you know, you set a retainer, like somebody's going to get screwed. And generally it's the agency or it's the client. In our case, it was almost always the agency because we want to see them be successful. And if we're 
you know, running at, you know, a certain retainer level for like a, or excuse me, flat fee, not retainer. Um, mm -hmm. If we're setting like a flat fee for a particular service, like, you know, we're going to do it until it's successful. And we just really sucked um, at knowing, <laughs> yeah, like three months from now, like, you know, what this project's going to look like. And so right. you know, we said, you know, two month out clauses, we set a retainer and then we get to work and it's our job to keep you as a client and make you want to invest more in us. I love this. Well, you know, just because I don't want to keep you on the horn forever, but I think there's like a million other questions I could probably ask you. Just wanted to focus on the end here uh, on some questions about maybe you and your goals for the company over the next 12 months. I think, you know, again, if one of the one of the surveys I, I typically do with agencies who have scaled is, you know, what your growth goals are. And I'll tell you, it's been interesting because, you know, if you were to listen to 100 different SaaS founders on a podcast, they'd probably all tell you, we're trying to grow, we're trying to double, we're trying to triple next year, uh, mm -hmm. we're going to raise our Series A. It's just all about growth, right? But what's really interesting about agencies is like, definitely some are, there are some agencies who are all about growth, but the trend is just profit, profit, profit. And that way I can have a business that I can either hand down to my kids or I can, you know, just keep forever, keep around forever. It's been a more general theme, but I am always like interested in people who have alternate opinions on it. So I'm curious, like what your goals are for the company. Is it the same as most people or is it like I'm looking to grow 20, 40 percent next year? Yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't think that um, my partners and I have like an exit strategy in mind. So like, yeah. you know, the idea of like we have to hit these numbers so that we can sell or raise funds, like we're not there. That's not on our radar. Certainly, we want to grow. We want to increase revenue. We want to provide more opportunities. In fact, I was just recently telling someone like up until like this past year, all of our sales have been like inbound. Like we just built a reputation. Customers love us. They refer us new clients. We have a couple of strategic partnerships uh, that refer business to us. That's it. And yeah. so we, we're actually in the process of hiring a salesperson. If you know anybody, let us know. I we're definitely like, can put some intros together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're in the process of trying to hire a salesperson because we, we would like to be more outbound. And like, mm -hmm. we know that like, that is the next phase of growth for our company. You know, for as long as I've been here, you know, our primary goal has been to create a you know, healthy environment for our employees. And yeah. that means, like I said, 80% like utilization is like the target. Um, so that, you know, people aren't overworked or tired. Our goal is that this job sustains my life and my lifestyle yeah. that I want to live and that of my employees. Um, and if, you know, they want to pursue more revenue, like they can, they can help bring in more clients and build a yeah. team with them. And I'm happy to support them and pay them, you know, commiserate for all of their effort and bonus and so forth. We're just sort of writing, you know, writing our success and enjoying the ability to have fun doing something we love, working on clients that we like, so I would say we're on the ladder, on the ladder <laughs> side of, of where I want to be able to retire. I can accomplish that. Like I've won. I love that. I love that. That is just so interesting because I, uh, I'm actually a software developer. So like I, I, I actually am interested in the SaaS model, but it's interesting because you gotta, you gotta put your different hats on. Cause like mm -hmm. when I'm running my marketing agency, I'm just thinking, okay, let's just build a great company. Let's have extremely good margins. Let's do really well for our clients and let's just scale like at a constant pace. So it's mm -hmm. like the piggy bank to fund anything else. But then when that's I put my SaaS hat on, I'm like, okay, let's just grow like crazy yeah. and just build you know, a it, crazy product, you know? It's funny because we our agency grows the way that we try to convey to our clients is like the ideal. Like 
organic SEO, like slow and steady wins the race. You know, obviously you can win keywords and we can win big clients and see spikes in revenue. Long-term, we're focused on sustainable growth and not stepping backwards at, at any point in time. And we've played with, like as an agency, we've been like, hey, let's build some, we, we built like remove them, in topic, Panda, like we've built SaaS tools and I've got like another project that we're working on. As an agency, like we want to have SaaS tools to create that type of revenue. And like, that's where we've, we have felt that that type of growth potential lives. Yeah. Um, but like inside of the agency as a marketing agency, I haven't seen a company that could scale, especially with SEO, a company that could scale and still deliver for their clients yeah. the way that they need. Most of the ones that have scaled huge have done a ton of link building, then they're creating a footprint, then they're getting busted, and then they they get crumbled. So it's either that or like in paid search, right? Where you can like you yeah. can build a tool that does it itself. I mean, it's a saturated market. You know, it's like, it's SE. I mean, like there's a thousand SEO companies and we're one of them, right? You are too. It's mm -hmm. like, there's so many. So you have to like, yeah, it is hard to grow rapidly. And also you're dealing with one-on-one -on -one solutions as opposed to one-to-many. It's like, you know, I have to meet meet with you or somebody else and you have to do one every time as opposed to SaaS, which is one to a thousand, one to 10,000, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I love being a boutique firm. Like we yeah. get to know our, our clients, their process. And like a lot of what we do, instead of like a client coming in and like, here's our system. And like, we, we sort of like plug you at the beginning and then, you know, out you pop at the end. Um, our process is more about learning how your organization structures and how we can make SEO a part of your DNA so that it's always growth. And there's always like a mindset for, you know, how can this you know, influence organic with all of the other things that they do? Yeah. Well, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much, Jake. And I would say definitely we should talk offline about the software thing. I'm curious to see what you guys are working on there, but just to kind of wrap it up here, we usually do some rapid fire questions for the audience, just benchmarks cool. and type stuff. But how old are you? I 37. 37. And uh, what how, you said 13 or 20 years is how old the agency has been around. I think my hire date was July of 2008. I wow, was so you're 17. <laughs> no, no, 2008. Oh, 2008. That's it. It's 25, I think. 25. Nice. Yeah, 25. Nice. That's awesome. Any book recommendations, business book recommendations for anybody? Yeah, um, I, I'm scaling up. I think it's fantastic, especially for an agency trying to grow. Really gets rid of a lot of the wasteful efforts. That yeah, place. It definitely does. I love that book too. We already went over what your goal is. It sounds like it's to harvest uh, the business, not sell it. What would you value your agency at today? Would you value it on like revenue, or you value EBITDA, and and what would the multiple be? Uh, for either of those metrics? Like, just curious. You know what? That's a great question. I, I don't know the answer. So or just, I, I guess for other people, like how would you, do you typically base it on, like I how, do how multiple, would you do a multiple of revenue typically? But you know, I think it's it's messed up generally to do that to an agency because I know that an agency's value is almost always in its employees, right? So like, yeah. Like, you know, there's this idea of like, oh, well, if you have contracts for, you know, three, four, five million dollars a year worth of, worth of contracts, like we could do a multiple. Um, but if you're, if the employees leave, like those clients are going, going with them. Like you have to have the talent to sustain that. I have not sold an agency. I have no desire to sell an agency. <laughs> so I haven't given that a ton of thought. I, at some point would like to buy like a dev shop. Like that's, that is on, on the list of to do's is like a design dev shop, just because we get so many. Like of the yeah. small businesses that like they just need a new site and it's a pain. It's a pain. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. painful always. 
have you have you heard of micro acquire no you should check them out it's like this really cool, cool buying and selling of uh businesses of all types so i actually I'm, I'm on there quite a bit just looking at new opportunities and stuff but but yeah man thank you so much thank you jake and uh it's been a great you know great having you on the show i, I guess if there's any if there happens to be any agency owners that work with nonprofits or you know world changing companies hit jake up and uh go to hivedigital.com that's where you can get in contact with with jake and the team uh but thank you so much jake and it's been a pleasure and hopefully we can have you on the show sometime in the future awesome thanks lucas i really appreciate it yeah you too thanks right, cheers